Hi. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Jen Dawson. I'm the Associate Director of Educational Programs at the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. Recently, I'm sure you saw on social media that I attended the 2022 Society for Investigative Dermatology meeting. It was filled with amazing presentations, fantastic conversations, and so much science. So to bring a little bit of that science directly to you, I conducted a series of interviews with various presenters throughout the meeting. That is what you're about to see now. Please enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's me, Jen Dawson from Pedra, and Mike Siegel is here with me. We are on the ground in Portland at the Society for Investigative Dermatology meeting. We are so excited to be here. Mike, what are you looking forward to? Looking forward to everything. For one thing, we're actually physically at a meeting, going to see people, re-engage the community who we're so desperate to see. There's going to be great presentations, uh, great networking opportunities. We have a wonderful exhibit set up here to share with people who don't know what Pedra is, all about Pedra. Hopefully bring them into the community and move research forward. I can't say enough about that. I'm looking forward to this this weekend. Absolutely, Mike. I'm just so happy to be like at a meeting in person. <laughs> I know. For those of you who can't attend, we will be doing these interviews throughout the meeting, hopefully giving you some highlights of some awesome sessions that are coming up. And for those of you who are here, don't miss the Pedra meeting. It's happening Friday morning at 7 a.m. Come ready to celebrate because we will be having a birthday party for Pedra's 10th anniversary. Yeah, and uh, also a great talk from John Harris, the keynote speaker at that session. And for all the science, Jen, you know, she's going to be on the ground doing updates after sessions that people aren't here able to see in person, giving summaries of the scientific presentations, uh, recaps of full sessions. It's really going to be great so we can bring the SID meeting right to you, even if you can't be here in person. Great. We'll see you. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with Dr. Brian Kim, professor of dermatology from the Icon School of Medicine. He is the Dr. Stephen Katz Lecture Award recipient this evening. He's going to be giving a talk, and he stopped by Pedra tonight to tell us a little bit more about what he's going to be discussing. Thanks for being here, Dr. Kim. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a great honor to be presenting today, and I'll be talking about the title is Neuroimmune Regulation of Itch and Beyond. I actually added that. And you know, we've been studying atopic dermatitis and itch for a long time and looking at the mechanisms by which the immune system triggers the nervous system to, to cause itch. I'm going to talk a bit about that, but uh, moving kind of more into the future, what we're realizing is that there are these itch nerves that we've identified, and they're in other places. They're like in the vagus nerve as well. So, and what we're realizing is that the molecules in the cells that mediate itch actually may represent a broader paradigm of sensory dysfunction. So burning, stinging, Mm. Uh, as well as even gastroesophageal reflux, coughing, wow. and that's kind of where we're headed with the research. So we think that understanding what causes itch in the skin may lead to greater insights about the physiology of the body, and this is a very kind of uh, un unmet area. It's uh, overlooked. Absolutely. And, and so that's that's what I'll be talking about. That is so exciting because something we hear from our community and especially from our advocacy organizations in the eczema space is just how disruptive itch is for families. So what are the, the work that you're doing in your itch lab, what are the implications for pediatric dermatology? Uh, a lot of implications. I think 
a lot of the emerging therapeutics, the therapeutics that have just gotten approved, for instance, in adults aren't yet approved all the way down. And, you know, kids are all the way down to even infancy. And so the idea is that that can be redirected, but also what we're understanding is that there were new ways to address niche specifically. So you don't just have to go after the round hole. You can also go after the niche as a primary objective. And that's, that's the focus that we've been having uh, on the disease for a long time now. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of parents breathe a sigh of relief hearing you say just to go after the itch itself. Thank you so much for coming by, Dr. Kim. I look forward to your talk. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. It's day two of the Society for Investigative Dermatology meeting. I'm Jen Dawson with PEDRA, and with me today is our outgoing PEDRA fellow, Dr. Neil. Thanks for being here. This is Dr. Neal's first in-person SID, so I wanted to get her take on things she's excited about. You were just in a session. Just talk to us. Sure, yeah, I'm really excited to be here for my first SID. Um, I did do a research here, but during it, everything was virtual because of the pandemic, so it's so exciting to be here in person. And my favorite part is definitely reconnecting with everyone who I had met virtually and seeing them in person and just talking about all of their exciting research presentations. I was just in the genetic session and so much exciting basic science research is going on from these investigators all over the world. So it's just so exciting to be here in person. That's awesome. Hi everybody, welcome back. I am Jen Dawson with PEDRA and I'm so excited to be joined by our new incoming PEDRA fellow, Morgan Dykeman. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is Morgan's first Society for Investigative Dermatology meeting and her first time meeting PEDRA staff in person. So it's very exciting. What are you most looking forward to about this meeting? So this is my first conference ever. So I'm just looking forward to like soaking it all in. Um, I'm a little starstruck by the amount of knowledge and research coming out of this meeting. And then also just meeting the Pedro team and I so fortunately get to be a part of. Yes, very exciting. It is easy to be starstruck around here. Speaking of starstruck, you and I were just talking about being in Dr. Paller's talk about a new tool she has developed for itch. What was uh, the most important thing for you about that talk? I think the most important thing about her talk was seeing the whole process that it takes to make a new tool. My PEDRA mentor, Dr. Jillian Rourke, and I have met with Dr. Peller to talk about making a tool um, before for people with Down syndrome and just seeing the work that, that it takes to make a new tool um, was really beneficial to see. That is exactly why we are here, folks, because we can see the process the research has taken, and then we can see the outcomes of these studies happening. This is why SID is so important, and we hope more PEDRA members can come in the future. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more reporting later. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our reporting here at the Society for Investigative Dermatology. I'm Jen Dawson from PEDRA, and joining me today is the lovely Dr. Dawn Siegel. She's clinical professor of dermatology at Stanford, and she was moderating a symposium this morning, which she's going to give us some highlights for. Thanks so much for joining me, Dr. Siegel. Thank you. It's really exciting to be here at the SID in Portland. And um, yeah, we had a great session this morning. It was the genetic disease gene regulation and gene therapy session. And I'll just highlight a couple talks. Um, Dr. Sun out of Dr. Choate's lab presented some incredible work that they've done. They've now sequenced over a thousand kindreds with oh the rare goodness. condition ichthyosis. And wow. so by doing that, they were able to highlight genotype phenotype correlations um, specifically um, associated with the different genes associated with the different phenotypes for ichthyosis. So That's it's really awesome. exciting work. That's great. Yeah. And then um, we also had a really fun talk 
um, out of Dr. Saren's lab by um, Ishika Patel. And she talked about how they've taken a really innovative approach to studying rare disease. So neurofibromatosis is a very rare condition, very rare genetic condition. And they're trying to also develop some genotype-phenotype correlations for that um, to determine what accounts for having high burden of neurofibromas in the skin. And so they're doing a crowdsourcing registry where they're actually kind of using social media and the different patient support groups to um, get the word out so that patients can enroll themselves in this registry. And so that's been a really fun approach. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. Siegel, as a founding, one of the founding members of PEDRA and as a past mm -hmm. PEDRA president, what kind of advice would you give to our pediatric dermatology network that's maybe a little nervous about dipping their toe in the SID world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the SID is a really friendly group. It's a lot of fun to come here. You get to interact with all the basic scientists, the PhDs, the MD PhDs. So you really get a different perspective on um, the different um, science that's going on related to pediatric dermatology. There's quite a bit of pediatric dermatology here because there's, you know, all the epidermolysis bullosa and um, even and the genetic, the different treatments of the inflammatory conditions, you know, all these novel uh, biologic therapies we have, really the groundwork to develop those therapies comes from the researchers at this meeting. That so. is so exciting. That's a great reason to get involved with the SID and attend this meeting, as well as the PEDRA meeting coming up this fall. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Siegel. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of the meeting. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to our Society for Investigative Dermatology coverage. I'm Jen Dawson, and with me today is Dr. Corey Simpson. He's Assistant Professor of Dermatology at the University of Washington. And yesterday, Dr. Simpson, you were moderating a diversity session. It was fantastic. What were some of the key takeaways? Well, thanks for your interest and for coming. Um, I think it was a really important session. We're trying to understand what the SID can do as an organization to be more welcoming, more inclusive, more diverse, and also more equitable in the way that we conduct business, the way that we recruit new members, the way that we give out awards and talks and all these sorts of things. So I think we all have to be invested in that, um, no matter what our background is, and so I think it's really important. We had a great, great keynote speaker yesterday, Dr. Elizabeth O'Feely, who has really pioneered some of these efforts in a lot of different fields. She's a cardiologist and has just done amazing things with mentoring and making sure that we're reaching out to uh, populations that are traditionally marginalized in the research world. I really loved the emphasis in the room in general, even in our breakout activities on mentoring and community. I thought it was a really good message that uh, Dr. Ophelia offered and we could take home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's been um, instrumental in the National Research Mentoring Network, which we're hoping to try to somehow replicate in the world of dermatology, just because you need a sponsor in this world. You need somebody to go to bat for you. You need somebody to introduce you to the players in the field to help you get into the crowd that's gonna help your career flourish. So we think it's really important to equalize those opportunities, to spread them out so that you know new people are brought into the field and are sponsored to really do well and, and have a chance to succeed on their own merits. Oh, absolutely, it's so important. And along that line, you are the co-chair for the SID's uh, DEI committee, or uh, committee, excuse me. So can you speak to some of the initiatives you guys are working on within SID? Yeah, I think first of all, we're always open to new ideas. We want to encourage members to reach out to us and let us know if there are things we should be doing differently or better. I think that's something we really want to hear about. Um, some of the things that we have focused on each year at the annual meeting, we're having a session specifically dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, we have a keynote speaker each year focused on different topics. We try to include some sort of small group activity where we can actually get into the details of what we should be doing differently 
differently and better. Um, we also have started the SAD started the Frankel Fellowship, which is an opportunity for women or underrepresented minority scientists to apply for um, a scholarship that allows them to travel to a meeting and talk about their science and really sort of sponsors them in that regard. Um, yeah, so those are a couple of the efforts. The other thing is the travel awards. There's been a new emphasis on trying to award travel awards to those who come from underrepresented um, backgrounds to help increase those uh, the ability of those uh, folks to come to our meeting and to, to meet new people and get involved in skin research. So we're really trying to make some inroads. There's always more work to do, and really all of us have an important role to play. That is very true. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Simpson. Thanks for a great session yesterday. Yep. Enjoy the rest of the meeting. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Jen Dawson. Welcome back. This is day three at the Society for Investigative Dermatology meeting. It has been a whirlwind so far, and we just wrapped up the PEDRA session, and I am so excited to have our keynote speaker with me today right here. This is Dr. John Harris. He is professor and chair of dermatology at University of Massachusetts. Thank you so much for being here. You gave an incredible talk full of amazing information. Could you just give us like some key takeaways from your talk? Sure, yeah, happy to be here. I've, it's my fourth talk I've given to PEDRA. You keep inviting me back and I keep coming because I love the group and, and it's always a pleasure. Uh, great questions afterward, which is, you know, shows a real engagement and, and a lot of my friends are there. So that, that's a, there's a lot of reasons to do that. Great. Um, so yeah, so the talk today, we started uh, talking about the research over the past 12, 15 years for, for vitiligo and how that's leading to potential new treatments. I, I think that's that's really our, our ultimate goal is to understand vitiligo, but really to get new treatments. Um, and so we, we started out talking about uh, one inflammatory pathway driven by interferon gamma and, uh, and how JAK inhibitors block interferon gamma signaling and, and when we can target them to treat vitiligo, uh, it works. Uh, in a phase two, phase three clinical trial using a, a topical JAK inhibitor. Um, we think that that's targeting interferon gamma signaling in keratinocytes and shuts off the process, allows the melanocytes to come back. Um, there was a second clinical trial um, using a JAK inhibitor, using an oral JAK inhibitor, um, and, and that also worked. And, and uh, they, it was a, a bit of a higher bar in that trial, um, enrolling active vitiligo patients. So they had to be stabilized first and then repigmented. It. So the drug didn't achieve primary F, uh, endpoint as quickly, but, but showed that it, it did the job. It both stabilized le active lesions and then repigmented the stable ones. So that's exciting. Um, next, we talked about uh, our, our approach to uh, find more pathways to target therapeutically uh, and using really in-depth, high-resolution omics techniques, including single-cell uh, RNA sequencing. Um, we published that just a few months ago. Didn't have a lot of time to get into the detail because it takes a long time. So the paper's there, can we uh, get in there? But it has given us hundreds of new pathways that we could target therapeutically. Um, and then from there, we talked about new types of drugs, new methods of creating drugs. Um, and one of those was through uh, RNAi, uh, that is now coming into its own a, a number of years, maybe what, 15 years after, um, maybe more after winning the Nobel Prize for its discovery. Now it's it's been stabilized chemically, it's been deliverable chemically, and, and, and now we can get it through skin. So we're excited about using siRNA to target the old pathways, but even the new pathways as well. Uh, and then we wrapped up with uh, bispecific antibody that binds to the tethers uh, to the skin, and so you can kind of hook up a, a, another antibody or a different drug to that antibody, brings it to the skin where it needs to be, um, and showed local efficacy of that, that approach. So lots of things, kind of hoping to, to mix and match to, to get the best treatment for vitiligo.
There is so much happening, and I know you live and breathe vitiligo research. Right. Like when these kinds of things come to fruition in these studies, like you're talking about, just the the tethering. How does it like? What's it like in the lab with your you know cohorts? What's that like when you <laughs> it, find those things? It is a wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah I, I, I tell everybody now. Now that we're back in person and meeting yeah. for lab meetings which were all virtual for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I now as a chair of the department, I have lots of administrative meetings and, and it runs right up to lab meeting. Lab meeting is the, my favorite meeting of the entire it's gotta meeting. Be. Um, but I always get there a couple minutes late. But when I walk in the room, there are 20 people all buzzing and talking to each other. It's not a silent thing. Everybody's talking to everybody and there are little pockets of people talking and I have to actually raise my voice to <laughs> say, hey guys, let's start. It is, it is um, warms the cockles of my heart, you know, to, to hear all that and hear that buzz. And, and that's what, and, it, and it's people at different levels of their training and experience. Some some are dermatologists from other parts of the world that have come to study with us. Some are undergrads who are applying to medical school. Some are grad students, MD, PhD students, two plus two, uh, postdoc fellows, um, residents. It's it's awesome. And everybody's, we're all studying vitiligo, right? So some are studying it in mice, some are studying in people, some are running clinical trials. Um, and they're all presenting on the, one time we had a meeting where someone was presenting um, the mouse data for a drug and that same drug was presented in, in, in a human trial. And so we're like, wow, you know, we're, there it is. Where else do you see something like that? Um, it's, a, it's a great environment and the people are awesome. It's so exciting to listen to your talk because that experience that you're having in the lab with your cohorts and your researchers, uh, we feel that when you're giving your talks. Mm. So it's always fun. And thank you so much for always accepting our invitations <laughs> sure. and for being such a great champion sure. of PEDRA, Dr. Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we just so appreciate you. Happy to be here. Hi everybody, I'm Jen Dawson. I'm back at the Society for Investigative Dermatology. We're on day three, and I'm so excited to be joined by Dr. Joel Gelfand. He is professor of dermatology and epidemiology at the University of Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for being here. It's great to be here. I always love to talk to my colleagues uh, at Petra. Well, we're so happy. We know you're a big champion for us, and you participated in webinars for our early investigators, and we always appreciate that. So I just wanted to pull you aside and ask you how the meeting's going. Yeah, you know, the meeting's been terrific. It's so, so great to be back in person with uh, clinicians and scientists across the country, really across the world when it comes down to it. SID is really a, a meeting that brings people from all over the world, Europe, Asia, uh, so it's a really great place to come back. It's also been a hybrid meeting for people who could not come in person. Uh, there's been available to present uh, remotely, uh, you know, uh, pre-recorded talks and things. It's really done a great job of trying to incorporate everyone's needs during this sort of changing time in the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a terrific meeting. It's so nice to be back in person. I wasn't able to make it to AAD. So this is my first in-person meeting. I'm having a great time. What are some of the highlights and key takeaways you've gotten so far? Yeah, well, first, I do want to take a step back and encourage people who are pediatric dermatologists to think about coming to this meeting. This is maybe a meeting things that are too sciencey, maybe not for me. But actually, is a lot of good clinical research things relevant to the care of our patients at the bedside. Expanding number of uh, papers related to pediatric uh, dermatology being presented here. Everything from genodermatoses uh, back to common diseases like acne and eczema, things that affect us in practice all the time. And it's a much more engaging meeting. You know, when we go to our clinical meetings, it's sort of like the person lectures on the spit stage, and that's sort of it. 
there's a lot more dialogue going on, and the audience members are always involved in asking questions and trying to get clarifications, things of that nature. Um, you know, I think the common themes uh, at this meeting are similar to what we would expect. Uh, you know, jack inhibitors for eczema are a hot topic, uh, jack inhibitors for alopecia are a hot topic. Uh, I think one interesting presentation we had at my session this morning was related to um, types of funding people get from NIH to, to launch their clinical careers, research careers, I should say. And what the analysis showed is that for those in dermatology, you're much less likely to get funding for clinical-oriented careers than, say, a rheumatologist is. And the same is to call NIAMs. And I think this is especially true probably for the pediatric dermatology community. There's very few um, people in the pediatric community who have a background in, say, clinical epidemiology and biostatistics to bring this research to bear. And so I think this is a reminder. There's a lot of opportunity uh, for people who want to bring these methods uh, to the field of, of uh, pediatric derm uh, that there's so much to be done, so much to explore. And this meeting made a lot of great, interesting trials looking at the benefit of having PROs uh, for dyads and patients and their parents with eczema, and then comparing one therapy to another therapy and see what's the right one for our patients. So think about all the issues that, that pediatric dermatology we need to figure out, especially if you have more treatment options. If you have to say, well, what's the right treatment for the patient? What's the, be what's the best option for a real world situation? Oh, yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for bringing up the value of this meeting for our pediatric dermatologists because it is really important. And as you say, it is highly interactive. A lot of the sessions are structured in the same way we structured the PEDRA sessions uh, when we have our own meetings. So it's, it's a great venue for our science. And, out yeah, there. and next year, uh, you know, every four to five years is an international meeting. It'll be in Tokyo next year. Yes. So if you haven't been to the SID yet, this is the first one to come to. I hope to see you in Tokyo uh, next year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Galvin. Thank you for watching these interviews. I hope you enjoyed them just as much as I did. If you have a research project idea and would like to become involved with our vibrant network, please reach out to us. You can contact us at info at We hope to see you at the upcoming 10th annual PEDRA conference, all about reimagining community. It's taking place in Bethesda, Maryland, November 3rd through 5th. We hope you'll join us. For more information about the conference, please visit our website, www.pediaresearch.org. Be sure to follow us on YouTube at the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pediatric Research, and on LinkedIn at the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. Thanks for watching.